was always a team oriented person. I always felt that that team aspect is what made me successful. And I look at like a Nolan consulting and I, and I say, what is and has been my most memorable experience about Nolan consulting? And it's the team. It's you and it's Colin and it's Brian and it's Catherine. It's, it's the whole group. And uh, those are the things I remember the most. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan and I am your host for today's episode, joined by NCG coach and as he calls it, CEO of our New England division, Mr. Jerry Block. Jerry is embarking on the next big life transition. He is officially retiring. When we think about Jerry's time with Nolan Consulting Group and our gratitude for his contributions and high level of engagement with both our team and the clients he has worked with, we can't help but be sad to see him go. But we must also celebrate all of his accomplishments and take the opportunity to tap into that wisdom he has to share. On this episode, Jerry shares with us his lessons learned throughout his professional career, provides thoughtful perspective, and reminds us all that the teams you work with are your second family, and it's teams that win together. We wish you all the best in your next chapter, JB, and we both know that even in your retirement, we might still be tapping into that wisdom and experience. You can't shake us that easily. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I am joined by a great colleague of mine, Jerry Block a business coach with NOLA Consulting Group. Um, we are celebrating his, gosh, well, we'll call it his move into secondary semi-retirement, um, but he is kind of making a transition in his life and it's time for us to kind of celebrate that. And I thought, let's tap into some wisdom that Jerry has, because Jerry, you've got wisdom to share. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, Molly. Thanks for having me. This is a uh... Uh, fun to do, not only with you, but just in general to sort of think back over the many years that I have been working. So um, it, it, it's a, this is fun. This is really great. Thank you. Yeah, we'll go down a little bit of memory lane um, and then we'll kind of look at, you know, what's coming next for you and lessons learned, wisdom to share, you know, for a lot of us, uh, a lot of listeners are in different points of their career and professional lives. And I'm sure that we all have this dream of retirement one day and what does that look like? But we've got a long road ahead of us. So I'm, I'm curious to kind of listen to hear what you have to share um, as I think about, you know, my, my years ahead, but let's just start uh, kind of at, at the beginning. And for those who don't know you, Jerry, um, what is the role that you've been holding with NCG? How long have you been here? Um, and what have you been focusing on? Um. I have been with uh, Nolan Consulting this trip around uh, <laughs> since 2016, so a little bit over five years. I, I say that because I had worked with Brian and Andrew 13 or 14 years ago when just the two of them were uh, part of the organization, and um, I, I felt sort of I was in the starting blocks with both of them sort of getting the company started in many ways. So that was fun. But I've been back here after I sort of semi-retired uh, <laughs> in 2016. 
uh, as a, a business coach, and I've worked with clients um, as as well as I've done jump starts for sales, and I've done business development and next level coaching. Um, have worked uh, in different capacities as all the coaches do at Nolan Consulting, and uh, I was in Philadelphia for the initial start of my career, my second career with Nolan, and have now moved to 35 miles north of Boston near Newburyport. Uh, I affectionately call me, myself, the CEO of the New England division. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm the one and only, but it's, it's worked out great. Uh, and uh, uh, prior to, to, to um, moving up here, I was in the Philadelphia market uh, for about a year and then made the transition. So it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. I mean, the New England division, it's a great place to be. I mean, I don't know of our listeners who's been up to the Newburyport area, but you live in a beautiful part of the country. And I hope that you are taking advantage of that. And uh, you're, you're right by the beach, right? Not too far? Uh, we are. We're No, we're about 10 or 15 minutes from the beach. We're less than a half hour from the mountains. Um, it's it, it's really an environment that uh, I don't want to tell people about because it's so nice. I don't want to move in that Okay, so no one's allowed to move there. That's that's an official rule. If you've heard this podcast, less less people, less people. No, it's great. It is great. It's it's very, it's just New England at its finest. Yeah. And um, now the, the other side of the coin is that the weather obviously is a little bit uh, extreme at times. I was just gonna so say gonna you when you know most people in their retirement you know buy a house south. Um, at least when you're on the East Coast, they tend to go down to Florida or somewhere warmer. And you went the opposite direction. You went north, um, but you get the kind of the best of both of this of the seasons, I guess. At the end of the day, uh, but I love that you you went opposite of, of the general trend. It's 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 funny, Molly, because the friends all said, "Wait, you're retiring, but yet you're moving north. What's what's?" <laughs> thought process. But the reason that brought us up here is that uh, I have three older children, uh, three boys, 40, 37, and 33, all married um, with five grandchildren. They're all within 30 minutes of us up here. Amazing. And that was the main reason. We, uh, that's what reason we moved up here. And we're fortunate number six is on the way. So that's exciting. Um, it couldn't be a better situation. Yeah, it is. So it, it's been it's been great from a family standpoint. We're best friends. We just have a great time together. And um, we just made the right move for sure at that time. It was great. That's awesome. So I can imagine a lot of family time is going to be a big portion of what kind of the next transition looks like for you, being able to, to spend more time with family and do the things that you want without the constraints of a of a part-time semi-retired uh, coaching gig here at NCG. Um, though we were, we are greatly going, going to miss you. Now, as you said, just kind of with your your time at Nolan Consulting Group, especially since 2016, you've worked with clients, you've done a lot of sales jumpstarts, of sales trainings, business development. That's something that you, an area that you um, had at your, your, your in your previous career. Um, you have a, a knack for business development. You've done trainings with us on biz dev, and it's been interesting to kind of you know though different industries, the the skills translate directly across, um, you know, and talking about your network. What are some things when you think about 
um, your biz, your previous biz dev world, what are some, what are some highlights that you've had in your, in your career? I, I was, I was contemplating whether to bring this up, but I, I really do it. Always, always bring it up. If it follow, follow <laughs> the gut instinct just to do it. <laughs> Your mouth may drop on this one, just for the record. Uh Um, So when I got out of college, uh, I was a public health advisor. I graduated from college with a double degree in social work and psychology. I love the concept of working with people and behaviors and all that. So the first job was public health advisor. And to net that out, I was a venereal disease investigator. I interviewed people that had got, yes, I interviewed people that had gonorrhea and syphilis and tracked down their sexual contact. Stop it. <laughs> I swear. That's why I told you you might be a little shocked at this one. But I my mouth that up has because... I have dropped my mouth. I wish people could see, but I had I had no idea, Jerry. Not a clue. Please continue. I need to know more. This this is um and I bring this up because it shows how far I've come from where I was. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking through this when you and I first discussed doing this podcast. And it really opened up my eyes to the world of people and actions and the whole bit. And, um, but at that time, after I'd been with him for a year and a half, and it was really, I, I could, we could do a whole other podcast on the stories I could tell you about tracking people down in that regard. Careful. Um, you, but, I might not let you leave <laughs> to retirement just quite yet. <laughs> some, some of the stories are quite fascinating. Trust mm-hmm. me on that one. Um, but, uh, at that time, it, I, it was for me, this is a personal thing, I, I, I didn't see working in the government uh, as being uh, something I wanted to do long term as a person, personal decision. And uh, I went directly from being a public health advisor to Xerox. And uh, wow. the reason I went there is because I, I love the interaction that I had sort of garnered through the, uh, <laughs> the initial public health advisor position. But I wanted to. I wanted to train. I wanted to have the opportunity to learn. Um, at the time, quite obviously, just out of college, so I worked for Xerox, Rubbermaid, International Paper, um, all in sales capacities, managerial roles. Um, from there, I moved into um, the pharmaceutical world uh, with a company that did rubber stoppers for vials and got into other medical supply companies that dealt primarily with minimally invasive surgery and um, going uh, to developing uh, instruments for that particular uh, air for like hip and knee surgery. And all of that was pretty much through sales capacities as well as business development. So the one thing going back to your original question about business development and so on, really my love for it started when I was a Xerox because at that time, the only kind of lead I got was ones I generated, which was knocking on doors, Mm -hmm. uh, selling copiers that at the time were a novelty. And uh, so that sort of spearheaded my whole desire for developing relationships as well as selling at the same time. And that sort of transitioned me into um, later life because after sort of that stint with some of those larger companies, I went into a couple small companies and then ended up uh, working my last eight years professionally in the wealth management field. Uh, and again, no leads, 
you if you want to find business, you had to go out uh, and do it yourself. So the whole concept of building relationships and understanding uh, the dynamics of what needed to get done and how to go about doing it and the process involved, et cetera, really what drove me throughout uh, those last eight or nine years of my professional career. Uh, and uh, so that was sort of the overall scheme of things. Um, the greatest thing about those bigger companies is their training programs and the ability to learn mm -hmm. and their investment into me as an individual and allowing me an opportunity during those times to become a manager, to oversee people. I mean, I've had as many as close to 100 people on my staff at one time um, throughout the different companies. And so it, 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 I, I have no regrets, which is sort of cool. That's awesome. About anything that transpired. Yeah. The, everything I did um, was the right decision at that time. And I, I, uh, I feel really good about that. Um, I, I've had, a, I've had a, a storied career in my own, own world, uh, in my own head. You so really, no, not good. in your, not in your own head in, in the real world. I mean, I personally didn't know kind of where it all began working, um, for the government doing that contract or that contact tracing, <laughs> um, to hear, to hear you are now, We're, you look at that circle of influence that you were starting with from the very beginning, a negative circle of influence, unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> And how that those skills yeah. have have really translated over, but I I think it really shows um, to what I was saying earlier is, or kind of regardless of industry of industries that people go into, the skills that they hone and are trained in over time really can be brought. You can learn a new industry, um, but having that kind of natural sales or business development ability, that relationship development component, um, being able to really hone that really helps to kind of bring you anywhere. Right. It, it, it's interesting because I switched industries five or six times during my career. But to your point, it was always bringing the same skill set. Right. And it was just the hard part was learning the industry, not adjusting to, quote unquote, the type of work. Uh, and because of that, it kept developing. And it was interesting because as I got into managing and as I got into um, more and more responsibility, I came to a point where I really realized that I just enjoyed the business development, working with people aspect of it. And that really what drove the last 10 years of my career more so versus managing or um, being overseeing an entire organization. And it was, it, that was sort of, I, I really believe the last 10 to 15 years were the most fun years, you know, professionally speaking, uh, from uh, an accomplishment standpoint and having sort of learned the ropes along the way to mm -hmm. understand what was important to me. Uh, that was, that was a big deal. Were there any transitions that you made, whether it be within industries or, you know, company changes that you were nervous about, you weren't sure if it, at the, at the time, I mean, looking back, you know, that that was the right call to make, but at the time you saw as a, this is a challenge, but I think that this is the right opportunity for me. Was there any fear? There was a lot along the way. And that question really think about, I was in transition three separate times in my career in that the companies I was with either folded the division I was in um, 
felt that my career wasn't going in the same direction that, that we both wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of fear in there. You know, raising a family um, with three young boys at the time, I was in essence uh, unemployed at one point for almost a year from a true standpoint of having mm-hmm. a, uh, a company for which I worked for. Uh, and it was uh, invigorating at the same time because it was never a question of if I was going to find something else. It was a question of when. And so those transitions really became um, a, probably, in all honesty, Molly, the most defining moments of my professional career because I had to really fine tune the whole business development and the relationship building. So for example, uh, the first stint I had with Nolan going back 13 or 14 years working with Brian and Andrew, that came about because of my relationship with Kevin Nolan. And Kevin said, oh, well, my brother's starting this this new consulting company. You two should talk. And Mm -hmm. that was how I initially was introduced to Brian. Um, and through that whole transitional period, uh, within those, I had to, you really have to fine tune what you want to do, how you want to go about doing it. And it gave you, gave me time to sit back and reflect. Um, but it was a challenging time uh, each one of those times, certainly when you have a small family and you're trying to figure out what your next step is. So there was a yeah, lot you, the, the, the pressure is certainly, is certainly there um, to being able to kind of take a deep breath and look at it as a defining moment. Um, and also, you know, you said, you know, Kevin Nolan connected you to Brian, but it's again, going, always going back to what connections do you have in your network and who knows you and who knows the skills that you have and can speak to your character and maybe look to help you find that next opportunity. Um, is huge. And so when you think about what's motivated you along the way, what, what has really inspired you throughout your career? Can you name a few, a few things? I can name a lot of things. Um, <laughs> first of all, I, uh, but I, I think the most important part of that is that I really was inspired continually and I don't want to sound like cliche or whatever, but really watching the people I was managing the time, watching them grow inspired me and mm-hmm. um, learning from my mentors and staff, listening and learning. And um, I think empowering people and watching their success were all um, things that inspired me. I, it, you, you get to a point where you fully realize how critically important your team is and how important it is for them to progress. So that, that, always inspired me. Um, and I think just the opportunity to um, grow within different organizations and see different aspects of it inspired me. I'm competitive by nature, right? So anytime there's a challenge uh, and a goal, it, you know, you sort of figure out how to get there, but you know, you can't get there by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you t- sort of lean into others you're working with and for. And I think that was the inspiration consistently. Um, now, the other inspiration, which I've already mentioned, certainly my family uh, and certainly the opportunity to continue to provide for them. Um, so, I mean, that's a given, but I've got to make sure I mention that. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, 
I mean, it's nice to look back and be kind of grateful for the things in your life and not have any real major regrets and to kind of look at your life now and say, I'm, I'm really happy with where I'm at and where I have the opportunity to kind of go from here. I feel like you're, you're in that transition right now, but, and I want to jump into that, but first I want to ask, you mentioned you're competitive by nature. And, but one of the things maybe you get to realize is that you can't always win alone. Was there ever a time where it was ever like that, uh, a lesson learned there for you where you realized that it's, you know, teams win. It's not always the I that needs to win. I could honestly tell you from the bottom of my heart, it was always the team. Um, you know, quite obviously we all want to survive, quote unquote, be successful on our own. And I take great pride in the individual awards that I was fortunate enough to win over my career uh, from the standpoint of, I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, you sit back and say, what motivates you? Well, certainly accomplishing your goals, overachieving, um, getting to where you personally want to get to, uh, and then being recognized for it, the positive reinforcement was a huge part of that and that was a time when quite obviously I looked at myself and said good job Jerry <laughs> uh, gotta pat you know, yourself on the back short, sometimes once a boy at a boy gotta yeah. do it but those are very sh- those, those are really short term I mean in my person's life short term um, I was much I was always a team oriented person I always felt that that team aspect is what made me successful and I look at like a no one consulting and I and I say what is and has been my most memorable experience about Nolan Consulting, and it's the team. It's you, and it's Colin, and it's Brian, and it's Catherine, it's, it's the whole group. And uh, those are the things I remember the most. I go back to when I worked for uh, Pharma, West Pharmaceuticals, which is a, a company out of uh, Exton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But I still stay in touch with that team I had there. Do you really? Um, That's awesome. I do. I do. And because it was just one of those, I'm going to digress for a second. Mm-hmm. When I took over that position at West Pharmaceutical, um, I was brought in by the president at that time. It was, it was a very big company to take on a responsibility, take on a new job. The job that they were hiring for didn't even exist. They created something for my skill set. And what we did is we transformed the company in less than two years from a company in the industry considered somewhat aloof and unresponsive to considered best in class from a customer service standpoint. And so the people, the team that I had at the time were all there when I got there. I mean, I didn't bring anyone new in or any of that stuff, but they, you know, we together empowered each other. We together made changes. We together changed the internal as well as the external philosophy of customer service. And I truly feel that was um, one of the highlights of my professional career. Uh, it was just, it, it, it was so fun to see the people develop. And I, the only thing I did was orchestrate. I know I didn't, I, uh, I sat back and watched the flow and it was pretty cool. But, and because of that, I still stay in touch with them. And well, conductors, it's, conductors it's are monthly. important. Someone needs to orchestrate the team and be able, be able to see how the team can work together and different personalities and what's driving individuals. Um, you know, like you said, you know, for us at NCG, 
team is one of our big values um, and engagement and feeling inspired by the people that you work with. And I think that's, that's huge for anybody listening. If you are not inspired or engaged in an environment that you work in, it's something to look at because you spend so much time with, with this team or with these individuals in this work environment. And it's, it's going to be taking away from your, from your personal life. If you are not inspired in your professional world to some degree. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Well said. Thank you. I learned, I, you know, maybe I learned that from you, Jer. Once <laughs> 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 one of your words of wisdom. Uh, but I mean, as you, there you go. really, as you think about this next transition, and so you are, you know, as you said, Catherine might not let you get away, leave, leave entirely. She might be throwing one or two things at you, but really you are moving into a place where it's, you're not, you're, you're no longer working part-time with Nolan Consulting Group. Um, you are moving into a really a, a your retirement. Um, and so how does it, how does it feel? You know, um, it's interesting. I think, I think there's a couple things within that. I, it's scary, but invigorating. And I, I think back invigorating because it's a new chapter, right? I, I think we all love new chapters and I certainly do. Um, if I had that crystal ball to tell you what was, I'd be doing three years from now, um, I would write a book and would have retired a long time ago. <laughs> but this, this, the scary part is I really, it's interesting. I've been working, literally working since I was 12 or 13 years old. Um, my dad owned a very large plumbing contractor business in the city of Milwaukee, and I worked for him during the summers, doing odd jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the first time that, in essence, I will not have a paycheck. So when I talk scary, um, mm-hmm. it's not, it, and I'm not sure that's the right word, but it's sort of like a little trepidation on how it's going to play off. I think I've planned well enough, but it's, it's a different feeling. I mean, yeah. uh, from that standpoint, but I'm excited to be honest with you to, for the next chapter without question. And how do you, you know, have you thought about, or, or I'm sure you've thought about it because you are a planner, but what, what do you think you're going to fill your time with some, you know, what are some hobbies or passions? I know the grand, the grandkids are a big part of that, but are there, is there anything in particular that you're looking to do? There is. Uh, I've given a lot of thought and I haven't started the process, but I love to write. Um, And I've always, well, not always, I'd say for the last eight or 10 years, really wanted to sort of start a blog of some type uh, and write about, I don't know what the topic is going to be yet. I've got some ideas. Anything. So I, yeah, I I sort of see that happening. Uh, The other thing is that although I'm a firm believer in exercise, and always had been, I really um, will welcome more exercise than what I've gotten and just um, sort of enjoying things. Uh, It's interesting because you sit back and my favorite time of the day is having a cup of coffee. I know you enjoy that as well. Mm -hmm. Sure do. And just sitting back and relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the time I sort of contemplate. So, I think the, the sky's the limit at this point. Um, it's interesting. We have been fortunate enough to see our grandchildren quite a bit, um, but having the opportunity not to think about 
anything other than, yeah, I can attend that game, or yes, I can go pick them up at school, which is not something we I have historically done. So yeah, it'll be great. Now there's opportunity great. opportunity for that, and I love that. I and I again, this I didn't know about you this this writing passion, um, but I think it's really important. And so I'm going to take this as a takeaway as I can apply it to a lot of our clients is what, what are the things that you're passionate about that this new transition can allow you to, to take advantage of? What have you been scared to try or didn't have enough time to try before because you were, you know, working every day. Um, But I think finding that passion before that retirement time frame comes is also probably important to identify how how you do want to spend your time because i can imagine it would be even scarier if your retirement came and you're like okay what do i what do i do now you're so used to getting up and going to work so to not have things that you're thinking about how you want to spend your time is scary so kind of planning for that planning for retirement on a couple of levels that's, yeah, I, I think planning each step of your career as well is important. Brian and I have had a lot of conversations on this. Um, I knew this was interesting, but I knew when I was with Brian and Andrew 13, 14 years ago, I knew I was going to be back with Nolan Consulting Group at some time before I retired. And I think Brian knew that too. I've never really asked him that question. <clears throat> but I was planning and have planned throughout my career where I wanted to, get to be what I wanted to do. And another quick example was um, I was in sales and I was doing very, very well, but I really felt that for my career, I had to learn more about becoming a manager. So I literally took a drastic step back from an income standpoint, which was scary at that time. I was still young with a young family to, to become a manager and then work into understanding what, how, and to what degree a manager needs to think in comparison to how a sales rep thinks. Um, and I, I planned it. I felt comfortable about it, took the stride and going back in time, I'm not the ultimate planner, but I always had an idea of where I wanted to be. And so within that, I tried to prepare myself um, as well as I could. And none of us are experts at it. None of us ever will be, but what you can control are the things which I tried to focus in on. Um, and that was, I think sort of a defining part of my career. It's that it's that saying control the control controllables, but expect the unexpected. It uh, right. And as we talk all the all the time about head trash, there's no yes, place for head trash. There is no place for head trash, Jerry. As we wrap up here, you know, what would you say to those of us, you know, midway through their career, or maybe who are looking at retirement in the next five to 10 years, what are some JB words of wisdom or golden nuggets that you think some of us could benefit from? Maybe that'll be the name of my blog, Golden Nuggets by JB. Golden Nuggets by JB. Oh, I like it. (laughs) I love it. I'll give you credit when I, when I start that, but I think a couple of things come to mind. (laughs) A couple of things come to mind. One is that enjoy the ride. Um, There's so much to appreciate not only from the experiences, but also from the people. Uh, believe in yourself. I, I really feel that's the number one criteria. Um, trust your values. They're not going to let you down. 
I, I look back and I really believe except for one decision I made professionally, I followed my values and it never let me down. Um, put yourself in a position to make a difference, not only professionally, but personally. Keeping in mind there's more out there that you can contribute to than just doing your job. What else can you do in the world? And I, I think going back to it, one of the initial things that we talked about, surround yourself with a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, that if I had to have one defining moment as far as where my successes came, I was fortunate always to have a great team around me. And I don't want to sound cliche-ish on that, but I sincerely, deeply believe in that. And so if there are words of wisdom, believe in yourself, do what you can, make a difference, trust your values. I love it. It, it will make a difference. It will make a difference. Jerry, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate you kind of giving us some time this morning. And I really, truly hope that this next transition is amazing, that those you got some lucky grandkids who are going to see even more of you, um, some more beer runs to Treehouse. <laughs> I mean, we can't leave that well, out. I, I, didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. Yeah, you got it. There's, <laughs> you can course. go You can I, go to a beer I run whenever you early want. early morning with... I mentioned early morning coffee, but late afternoon, early evening beer is the other side of that coin. So much deserved. Uh, bookends of the day. Yeah. Bookends of the day. Very so. important bookends to the day. Well, Jerry, best of luck. We hope you don't uh, be a stranger. Um, I'm hoping that we will be having um, a guest blogger now on our hands now that I know that you're a writer. So, you know, some golden nuggets from JB coming over to the NCG blog would be great. Uh, but thank you so much for all that you've done um, for us here at NCG and for the clients that you've helped. You've done a tremendous, tremendous job. Thank you. I appreciate it. it truly has been uh, working for NCG is truly, I say this with deep sincerity, uh, some of the best years of my professional career in so many different ways, clients, team, accomplishments as a group, um, the growth and the um, overall success of the people we've we work with and for has just been beyond a delight. So, um, to the whole team, to all the clients, uh, thank you. It's been uh, experience I'll never forget, uh, and I don't think Adam's going to let me forget it for a while. So we'll see. <laughs> no, she, no, she won't. Well, Jerry, I, I can't. We have to leave it there because you uh, you just you said it best. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.